0: Hello and welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep together in God's words so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. I'm Pastor Ben Jacobson, one of the pastors at Hope Lutheran Church here in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Pastor Ben Sullivan. Hello, hello. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Glad to be back again. Yeah, so we're continuing this journey through the Psalms this summer. We're doing something interesting today. We're actually going to look at uh, the last Psalm, which is Psalm 150, and it's not the end of our journey through the Psalms. We just happen to be doing the last so- Psalm before we get to the end. So uh, we're not doing things in order here, and I think that's okay, because we've been discovering lots of things about the Psalms mm-hmm. along the way, and so I'm excited for what we will discover together as we open Psalm 150. Uh, one thing, well, actually two things, before we start. Like last week, I was talking about um, how writing something compact or short or small is a lot harder than writing something long. And I quoted Mark Twain, which is, and I quoted Mark Twain without actually knowing what I was saying. Uh, You know, I can't even really quote myself if I'm. It's a paraphrase. Yeah, so I paraphrased Mark Twain. I and I was talking about something he said about writing something short, and and so I went back and I looked up the actual thing that Mark Twain said, so that you, our listeners, will know what he did say about writing something short. He said, "I didn't have time to write a short letter." So I wrote a long one, Mm -hmm. just simply saying that sometimes writing something long is easier because Mm -hmm. you just let it all out. But to to get compact and to get sort of that uh, tight Mm -hmm. structure is is a tough thing. And and we have a short psalm today, so that kind of makes sense once again to begin there and, and think about, you know, every word of these psalms. Is there with purpose and meaning. That's right. uh, And important for us to look at. Uh, And now for something totally different. Ben, before we start, we were talking about earlier here at Hope, uh, we were talking about pasta shapes. Um, What's your favorite pasta shape? Gotta go
1: with, at first I was like, I don't know, the straight kind (laughs) spaghetti, Uh, linguine, friggin'y. Gotta go with bow tie noodles. Um, Jade and I love bow tie noodles. Angel hair just doesn't really cut it. It's too thin. Really, It's okay. It, it's it's good, but you're getting less food for, like, bang for your buck. So.
0: Really? It's too angelic for you? <laughs>
1: I'm not an angelic being, I suppose. You're not an so. angelic
0: pasta eater. So here's my own. I like a bow tie. I mean, I have no nothing against a bow tie, but here's something I wonder sometimes. Hmm. You know the middle where it's crimped together? Yes. It doesn't cook the same way as the outside. Maybe that's intentional, so you get a little bit of little soft crunch. and a little
1: bit of a crunch on the inside. <laughs> oh, it's love the whole experience in
0: one noodle. Yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe I'll switch to bow ties. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, now that we've got that important, uh, important detail covered, We're going to look at Psalm 150, and again, I will state this. It is the last psalm in the Psalter, which is a fancy way of saying the book of Psalms. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is the last psalm, but it's not the last one we're going to cover this summer. But we're going to cover it today, and so I'm going to read Psalm 150. This is from the NIV. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Amen. All right, Ben. So when you hear that read, uh, what, what words pop out to you? What questions come up? The word that pops out, I think,
1: I would guess for many of us, is praise. Hmm. And uh, to be completely honest, uh, I kind of wrestled with, hey, do we do this psalm? And it was a a good uh, wrestle for me, I think, because when you read the book of Psalms, there is such a focus on praise within so many of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, there's almost that fear of, you know, oh, is this getting repetitive? Have we talked about this too much? Is this something that, um, you know, we're putting too much focus and we're kind of neglecting other areas? But then in the, at the other part of me, I'm like, well, you know what? This is a particular focus uh, with 150 Psalms all in one book. And so mm-hmm. that's a huge portion of what we carry through in, in each of our Bibles. And so I think that that's an, an emphasis that we need to place that focus on, mm-hmm. that that's not something that uh, maybe is, you know, that— we should think of as too repetitive, and so we move on. But maybe we need to spend some time mm. uh, in that area. And so that was a point of, you know, just reflection for me, because I, I was like, you know what, we did the first psalm. What if we were to go back and do the final psalm? And as I was looking at it, I'm like, well, you know, there's this, you know, focus of praise, we've kind of talked about that. Um, but at the same time, I think even just looking in these six verses, we're going to look at a whole lot uh, today that I think just pause, pops out. Uh, when we pause and when we just allow it to speak for itself. And so uh, I think we're
0: going to learn something here today. So praise, praise is an important thing. It's interesting, this being the last psalm, I think it's placed here for an important reason. So if we look at the book of Psalms, there's five books within within the psalms. And so uh, Psalm 1 through Psalm 41 is book 1, Psalm 42 through 72 is book 2, Psalm 73 through 89 is book 4, uh, wait, three. Three. three? three. Got my numbers messed up. Psalm 90 through 106 is book four. Psalm 107 through 150 is book five. Each one of those books ends with a doxology, which is sort of a call to praise mm-hmm. or a word of praise. So if you were to go to Psalm 41, uh, I'm just turning my pages here to find it. Uh, the last verse of Psalm 41 is, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. Hmm. That final word of blessing that closes that psalm, but also that whole book. Uh, if you were going to continue and, and do that same pattern, go to Psalm 72, uh, again, turning my pages, looking for that. What you'll see there is a word of praise and so it's not in the last verse here in psalm 72 but the last two verses praise be to the lord god the god of israel who alone does marvelous deeds praise be to his glorious name forever may the whole earth be filled with his glory amen and Mm -hmm. amen and that pattern continues with each of the the books love that in the psalms and here at the very end of the whole book not just the end of book five, but the end of the whole book of Psalms. There we have a whole psalm mm-hmm. devoted to praise. So it's like a, a closing praise for the whole thing. There was a guy who lived a long time ago, his name was St. Jerome, who said that, uh, uh, that the psalms are like a big house. Like a sanctuary where, where we can enter in, like a literal sanctuary mm-hmm. of God's word. And, and he said, you know, Psalm 1 and 2 are like the door, the doorway to that big house. And and this this psalm here at the end is like closing that door, mm. you know, this beautiful the psalm of praise that ends. The word that stuck out to me was timbrel. It's in verse 4, praise him with timbrel and dancing. I had no idea what a timbrel was. Do you know what a timbrel is?
1: I actually, yeah, no, no, that was one of the things I maybe didn't prep. <laughs> so I looked it up. Let's <laughs> I, hear it. I, looked at, I assumed it's it was like, some instrument. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: It is an instrument. It's a, it's like a tambourine. I, I thought just like a quieter. Could be loud, but yeah. So I that word was probably the only word in there that I hadn't seen in my you know before. So I'm going to go to the music store today, and I'm <laughs> going to ask, could I please see all of your timbrels? I'd like to try one. Um, and I will report back on how that goes. What else, Ben?
1: Yeah, I think the the first thing, again, like, there's this focus of praise, but then when you really dive into uh, these six verses, it's not just praise, but you really get, and you <laughs> this is interesting, you really get the who, what, when, where, why Mm -hmm. and even sometimes how Mm -hmm. of what
0: that is so those are i remember like being in maybe second grade and anytime you would read something your teacher would ask you uh who what when where why how right those basic questions that help us to actually break things up and yeah it does look like this answers some of those so maybe tell us where you see those answers
1: yeah um just like a, a Lord moment, as I came in, I, I kind of mentioned that, and you showed me some of your notes from the psalm before we met, and you had written down the same thing. So I was like, wow, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord is is showing himself in in this way pretty clearly, I think. It's not just me. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's focus on that. Uh, again, kind of out of order, uh, but let's begin with the what. Mm-hmm. The what is praise. It's worship. That is the essence of this psalm, uh, that we are to exalt Someone or something, that's what we see, that's the what. The who uh, is very clear, it's the Lord, it is Yahweh, we are praising, worshipping Him. Uh, you know, that's the focus, it's, there's no other. Um, you know, we we often, you know, sometimes lift up other people, you know, in this life, maybe more than they are deserving of, and, and yet what we're recognizing in this psalm is that Nobody I exalt or nobody I, I praise or worship could ever hold to that mm-hmm. uh, and hold firm and could ever actually um, live in light of that standard. Uh, we all fall short of that, except yep. for the Lord. That's why we he alone is worthy of our worship. He alone is worthy of our praise. Uh, and so it really is a reflection for me. Is there anybody in my life, maybe including myself, who I'm lifting up more than I should? Um, and how could I redirect that to worship and praise of the Lord who made that person mm. or made that thing? Mm. So the the what, it's praise, worship. The who is the Lord. Uh, the where, uh, we see multiple things we see in his sanctuary and in his mighty heavens. And so a couple things here, you know, when we see that word sanctuary, I think that could mean a couple things praising him in his sanctuary, this is a location, this is the where. Uh, Sanctuary uh, could mean uh, a location where we gather for worship, Mm -hmm. where we come together in person, the Mm -hmm. gathering of the church, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Ecclesia, you know, that's the gathering of the saints. Um, And uh, so this is uh, the weekly gathering that we come together. Uh, Sanctuary could also mean, you know, the... Holy Spirit becomes almost like a sanctuary within each and every one of our souls. And so we carry the presence of God wherever we go. And so what this can mean is that uh, we can praise the Lord in the church, but also wherever we are. Hmm. And uh, just to kind of place a little bit more focus on that before we jump into the next part, uh, I think there's so much value uh, and so much importance that we see in Scripture of worshiping together— as a faithful community Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just something that happens when you come together with other believers in the same location at the same time and you can sing Mm -hmm. and you can hear one another Mm -hmm. and it's not you know this just intimate moment between you and the lord although that is important we want to have that uh, but there's something that happens when we can come together and we can remember we are
0: not alone in this. Your praise is multiplied.
1: Yes, and I, like I'm reminded of uh, Paul's words, likely the Apostle Paul in Hebrews ten verse twenty five. You know he says, "Don't forsake the gathering uh, together." You know this is something that there's value. Uh, when we come together we can hear the word of God preached we can sing worship together we can pray with and for one another and uh, we can fill and fulfill each other's needs uh, and so that would just be you know an encouragement for anyone uh, you know who's wondered like hey should I be a part of a local church or should I be you know coming together with other believers uh, absolutely both because it's the desire of the lord it's his call in our life but also that's uh, there's so much joy, there's so much benefit that we get uh, where we wouldn't necessarily experience that just by ourselves.
0: Mm. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about that word sanctuary and how that can mean, yes, this place of worship and also uh, you know the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I was also thinking about way back, even on this podcast, we went through the, the, the creation story in Genesis and, and what happens when God builds, creates this world, and then on the seventh day he sits down and it's it it's as if this creation that he has made is the temple then where he dwells mm-hmm. and so even even creation is is God's dwelling place sanctuary right and one of the places where i think we know that we encounter God and where we encounter God's praise and that's we see that in other psalms as well uh, the call for all of creation to to be singing the praises of God. And so it's almost like we've got this sort of really personal level of, of sanctuary, mm-hmm. this sort of uh, broad creation level of sanctuary, but then this very specific also gathering place um, where, where we encounter God and where we sing his praises, and, and that happens well, here it happens on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and yep. other times as well. So, yeah, an absolutely important foundational part of of, wor- of of being people of faith is gathering together and worshiping God together. And uh, there's nothing like, you know, there's nothing like singing with other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, uh, there's more ways to praise, right? But I think often one of the ways that we praise is that we sing and there aren't very many places in the world where we do that, except mm-hmm. for in a, a sanctuary, in mm-hmm. God's house. So, amazing. Okay, so we've covered the who. And just, by the way, if, if you are wondering, who was it again that we're supposed to be praising? The psalm employs a, a poetic technique called anaphora, which is a fancy way of saying it repeats something over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. It says praise him so many times. Yeah. Uh, so we, we can't forget. We won't forget who it is. And if you do forget, just read. By the time you get to verse 3, you'll remember who exactly. Okay, so we've covered who. We've covered what. We've covered where. Where.
1: Yeah, okay. and, and even getting, you know, just a little bit more, I'll just touch on for where. I mm. love that what you added, because it's not an either or. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can, you know, praise him here, or if you want to go over there, you can do that. But it's like, hey, here are the places that he has instituted that we mm-hmm. can worship him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like, come to worship, like, worship him by yourself. Go in creation and worship him. These are specific places, although it's anywhere, that he's kind of lied out for us. Uh, that are joy-filled places for us to go and worship. And then he closes it out by saying, in his mighty heavens. Uh, And I think it it was probably mm, my first or second time being on this podcast uh, that, you know, you had asked me a question of, when is a time that you felt really close to the Lord in worship? Hmm. And it was a concert that I had been to, you know, that was one that I uh, had been to here in town where it was almost just like I wasn't even... On Earth, I was, it was almost like I was brought into His eternal presence, mm. uh, which again, that doesn't always happen, and it doesn't always have to be that uh, for it to be meaningful. Uh, but it was almost as if I was praising Him in His eternal kingdom in that mm. moment, uh, and it was almost even just a glimpse of what that will be like when we are in eternity and will be singing His praises forever. Um, what's that line in um, "Amazing Grace"? Uh, when we've been there 10,000 years. Mm -hmm. um,
0: We've no less days to sing God's praise praise than than when when we we first first begun.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like every time I sing that song, what a beautiful reflection.
0: Well, isn't praise in some way, isn't praise by default bringing us beyond the earthly place Mm -hmm. and becoming a heaven and earth place as we welcome God into the spaces where we are, as we recognize the presence of God, the presence of God that's already in the places we are, it becomes this place where heaven and earth are joined, which is what a sanctuary, a temple, uh, that's what they are, right? And so, yeah, sometimes it's not this Mm out-of-body, you know, we have these mountaintop moments, but sometimes it's this, you know, praising someone, or sorry, when someone praises God's goodness in the midst of terrible grief or sadness, or or loneliness, it brings you not fully out of those emotions, but it but it welcomes God in, and and then those places that are seemingly places where God isn't become places where God we recognize, oh yeah, God actually already is, right? So mm-hmm. the the actual function of of singing praise is uh, some way it it creates this. Uh, heaven and earth thing that's we don't create it it's it's created by by God who over and over and over again joins us in life right but it's a it's a recognition of what God is already doing
1: absolutely I love that so much because uh, I think it just brings us uh, out of kind of where we're at and it shows us that there's something far greater than maybe we can even see going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a comfort that is because like you said if, if you're suffering if you're struggling um, you recognize he is here and he is worthy he is good uh, he is faithful even in, in that place if you're you know stuck in sin and you praise uh, you recognize he is faithful he is good uh, and that he is greater than any sin ever could be and he actually frees us from that if you're just uh you know in this very broken place or whatever it is uh, it's almost like a divine appointment, divine intervention, where he is entering into that place, and you recognize that. No matter what it is, even in joy, he's above that. He's in it. He's through it Hmm. and uh, worthy of praise, uh, regardless of how I feel. Sometimes it doesn't matter how I feel. He's worthy of praise if I'm having a wonderful day, if I'm having a terrible day. Um, So the sing praises uh, in all of those places.
0: So we've got who? We've got what? We've got where. Let's continue. Do we got, so we have, where should we go next?
1: The next one I have uh, in my notes here is the why. Okay. Uh, Why should we praise the Lord? Why should we praise him on our own? Why should we praise him in church? Why should we praise him in creation? Uh, Verse two of the psalm says, praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Um, wow, um, this is again I think the core of why we praise him, regardless of what it is that we face. You know, I think of you know I'm just going to rattle off a couple different scriptures here because I think it'll help. Uh, Exodus 15, verse six says, "Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy." Hmm. First Chronicles 29:11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty for all that is in the heavens, and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. 2 Corinthians twelve nine. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know, and, and I could continue. One of the things I love that is it's not minimizing our weakness uh, to say, hey, you know what, like, we're, it, he's not making light of our weakness or of our failures or of our shortcomings. Uh, those are real things that we bring real pain and real struggle. But what he's showing is that God's power is greater than those things. Mm. And his power is at work in our weakness. When I am the most weak, uh, that is when his power shines brightest. Uh, I heard, and I've shared this in a a sermon, I believe, a while back, but I heard someone else preaching once uh, who said, we preach best when we are weak, because when we're weak, we are most reliant on God. Mm. And I just you know, that fights against everything that I've always believed, that, you know, all oh, we preach best when you say the words exactly right, when you've put in, you know, the most effort, when, you know, you get done with a sermon and think, man, that just hit it out of the park. And yet at the same time, um, the Lord is not limited to my ability <laughs> to do, you know, to preach. The Lord is not limited to our ability to perform in whatever area of our life. Right. Uh, the way I've heard it is, you know, for me as a pastor, I could preach, in my mind, the greatest sermon, uh, you know, I've ever thought that I preached, and it will have no impact mm. eternally for the people who I preach to. Or I could preach a sermon where I just think, man, that, <laughs> that was not, you know, that was a bomb, you know, and it was just, uh, you know, better luck next time. And yet something in that sermon, if the Lord was working in it, which he often does, could have touched even just one soul uh, and brought them closer to him, to trust in him more, to rely on him more, to find more joy in him. Um, and it just shows his power is is at work, even in our deepest weakness, that it's not all this pressure that we need to put on ourselves to, you know, to be the end-all be-all, uh, but in our weakest moments, in our greatest moments of suffering, in our greatest pride, uh, to remember that he is greater than all of that mm. and
0: works in and through it for our good. Yeah, I was reading something the other day, and the author wrote uh, about looking back at her life, and she said she realized that that actually her darkest and weakest moments were the ones where she felt the presence of God the most, mm-hmm. um, and that's not always true either, but but it is often true that yeah. in those dark moments, uh, that's when we come to rely on God the most. You know, I think of those two words, uh, power and greatness, and I think about where does God's power and where does his greatness lead actually to an inversion of, of how we see power and greatness. Uh, It leads to a cross and leads to a place of death Mm -hmm. uh, so that out of weakness springs life and true power and real greatness, which greatness in the kingdom of heaven is being last uh, and serving. And um, so Maybe that I'm just going to inject that question right now because this one of the things that we, as we've looked at every psalm, mm-hmm. we've seen that, uh, you know, where, where's the good news, where's the gospel, where's the, the presence of Jesus in that psalm? Yes. Can I interject, Ben, and ask that question? Please do. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, again, in and through the psalm, I see it most at work in this verse. Praise him for his acts of power and for his surpassing greatness. The most powerful act ever accomplished throughout human history was done in the greatest moment of weakness. Hmm. Not that Jesus Christ on that cross was weak to the point where he couldn't bear or handle what was happening to him. It said at any moment he could have had 12,000 angels come and save him. He could have, uh, you know, had uh, his father come to his rescue at any moment, but he, in you know, his earthly weakness on that cross that he was placed there, um, man, you could see his power at work because he withstood it. Mm. And I think you see it because of his surpassing greatness, his motivation to do it, which was a love for his people. Uh, you know, that, uh, for, I believe it's 1 Peter three seventeen three eighteen. you know, uh, Christ died once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Like, wow. Um, if there's any, anything there, you know, to, to take for us is that uh, this powerful act on the cross was done primarily for the purpose of bringing weak, broken sinners back into a restored relationship with their Father in heaven. Um, that, again... We see in our own weakness could not be done on our own strength, uh, could not be done with our own power, our own good works. It doesn't do it. It needed a righteous, sinless lamb who would be slain for us. Hmm. And what a powerful, just like, man, if that doesn't lead you to worship, you know, like that is the core of our worship, to recognize that he has done what no uh, one of us ever could. And because of that, we can be in right relationship with
0: God and have the hope of eternal life. Hmm. That's worthy of praise, I would say. That's worthy of praise. <laughs> okay, so we've got the why pretty clearly stated there. What about uh, what about the we got the where? I got two more. Okay,
2: let's uh, hear. Here.
1: Uh, yeah, so we got uh, the what, the who, the where, the why, and then I wrote with, the with what, because uh, you can praise in many different ways. So I just you know wrote. Well, we see a, a line of musical instruments: a trumpet, a harp, a lyre. A timbrel? A timbrel, uh, whatever that is, a timbrene, tambourine. Uh, dancing, strings, pipe, cymbals, uh, and then at the end, with your breath. Uh, and so there's many different ways, you know, that we can praise the Lord. I think this is a biblical, you know, defense or just like support of worshiping the Lord with musical instruments. Uh, musical instruments, you know, are, I think... One of the beautiful things about worshiping to song is it really puts melody to our minds of biblical truths. You know, if we, our brains really connect with music Mm -hmm. and with things that have a rhythm and with, uh, you know, a clear order to them. uh, Just like, was that Shakespeare who was talking about that earlier, your quote? Mark Twain. Mark Twain, not Shakespeare. My my mistake. I wasn't. In they the last both wrote in
0: English. There you go. <laughs>
1: um, but when there's this like clear order, uh, we're we're allowing our brain to connect with the word of God in a whole fresh way. And uh, one of the ways that helps stick is to put it to a musical tune, a musical beat. Um, And that's what these instruments really help us to do. And I love it because, you know, some of these instruments, again, are loud, boisterous. You know, you got a trumpet, you got cymbals, um, you know, and then you have something like a lyre or strings or even just dancing um, that are maybe could be louder, it could be quieter, and so it's praise the Lord loudly, praise Him quietly, praise Him when you're with other people, praise Him when you're by yourself, praise Him when life is going amazing, praise Him when everything is falling out from under your feet. Um, he says, with your very breath, when, the last thing that we're going to focus on, when do we praise Him? Always, mm-hmm. just praise him at every moment. Uh, look for specific ways, but throughout the day, just invite him into your life. That's just the beauty of praising; is it doesn't have to be uh, at a specific time. Although there are specific times that are incredibly beneficial to do so, it can be at any single moment to invite him in. Because Jesus is not just for Sunday; he is for Monday through Saturday as well.
2: Mm.
0: I want to take us back. Um, I love that line. I love that line. Uh, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's just absolutely beautiful to think about that. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to take us back to Genesis again, uh, to the second chapter. Genesis. This is Genesis 2-7. This is a, a story of creation. And it says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Mm -hmm. And the man became a living being. When we say, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, there's this link between our very life, the breath that we breathe to live, and the praise that we give to God. Right? They are tied together. And so full life, real life, true life, is found when we use the breath and the life that we've been given to praise our God. What an amazing gift it is that he has given us. And so praise be to God for that. Uh And, you know, I think sometimes we think, well, I don't play the timbrel. How am I supposed to praise God? Well, the the beauty of the Psalms is they actually give us the tools, right? So you can, if, if you don't know how to praise God and we don't, it, you know, it's something we learn. We don't just know how to do it intrinsically we, we need to learn by practice right mm-hmm. the psalms are the place to begin and and when do you do that every single day i was reading in a newspaper the other day that there was a, a couple who they were planning to get married they were 150 days out from their wedding and they decided how are we going to anchor our life together, our marriage? How are we going to get ready for the promises we're going to make? How are we going to invite God into that? They decided that they were going to read a psalm every day, and they were going to do it backwards. So they started mm. with Psalm 150. This was years and years and years ago. And they kept doing it. Together as a couple, they have read through the psalms 71 times. Wow. Just an amazing thing. These are the tools we have for praising God. And so with their marriage, obviously, they they invited God in, and they praised God in the midst of, imagine, you know, over the years of a marriage, the things they encountered. They, uh, they praised God many, many, many times in the midst of life. So which, what a gift.
1: Which, just as a side note, I'm a numbers guy. For people wondering, that's 10,650 days oh. divided by... You know, 365, that's uh, 29 years.
0: Yeah, so 30 years of marriage or 20, yeah, 29 years of marriage, lots of times. Amazing. through. So kind of a cool thing. Uh, and, and you don't have to do it in a marriage, but reading a psalm every day would really anchor you. Uh, so we have the tools here. Mm-hmm. That wraps us on Psalm 150. Uh I want to invite you to, to remember to like and to share this podcast with with folks that you think would enjoy listening, with folks that you think uh, need to be drawn into the, the word of God. We know that there is life there. We believe there is life there. We trust that there is life there for us. And so like, share, subscribe, get the word out, and we will be back again next week with another podcast. Woo, Woo is right. And in the meantime, stay deeply rooted.